what's happening? This is um, Keith reporting for Low Key. I'm here with your host, Aaron Lanton. Yo, what's going on? And Tim Malloy. How's it going? Hey, yo, so we got a <laughs> an interesting episode for you guys today. So just recently, the Satanic Temple has sued Netflix for their um, depiction of the behemoth um, statue that was used in the... What, what what is it called? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and um, what this statue is is some um, demonic deity that the um, Satanic Temple worships, and so we thought that this would be a good time to kind of pretty much talk about how Satanic imagery and certain stories and things have, are a part of pop culture, and just like what 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 is our takes on it? How do we feel about it? And so on and so forth. So, let's start with the with the lawsuit. What did you guys think about that? Was that like wild or? So I haven't actually seen the use of the the statue. Uh, so and, and I haven't watched any of the show myself yet. I'm actually really curious to see what you guys think of it. I know both of you have seen some of the show, but I, it does make me wonder why was this the thing that made them do the suit because there's been a mm-hmm. lot of examples in, in American pop culture of uh, uses of the satanic temple and, and the different sorts of things that they worship in popular culture that have not uh, resulted in a lawsuit. It's because if you look at the image, it looks exactly like the Baphomet statue. Uh-huh. I don't know what a Baphomet is actually, but I, that's a word I've learned in the last few weeks because of this <laughs> lawsuit. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a goat's head statue. Yeah, and there's it's uh-huh. really funny actually because there's it's like kind of a really politically correct statue in a way because like the sa- the satanic goat head looks really like peaceful and like uh, like a mentor like very affectionate and then you have like these two kids of like indeterminate ethnicity looking up at the statue very respectfully and it's like a really good troll because it's like <laughs> the satanic temple has created this statue that actually looks very like sweet and very positive except that it's a goat's head. And they're worshiping Satan. Yeah. Um, so right. Sabrina did like exactly the same statue, and that's that's why they got sued, and that's why they settled. I mean, because there wasn't it wasn't close. Like it was really obvious that they ripped off this idea from Satanic Temple. Yeah, and I also I think, I think there's a there's claims of um of of defaming the Satanic Temple and what they stand for according to them. So they're saying that they don't stand for anything evil. But more so, um, peace and empathy, and um, and goodwill. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> I like how you like you can't even say it without laughing. But we know nothing about the Satanic Temple, so it's kind of like no. Nah, I mean, I, honestly, I did a little research before this, and I I wish I didn't. So now I need to go take a walk <laughs> and go pray and talk to my grandmother. But. <laughs> But interesting, interesting enough that that's what they feel like. Um, also, because of how the statue is depicted within the scene, and what the, um, I guess you could say the the followers of Satan and Sabrina are more um, considered to be, you know, how we how we would consider Satanists to be um, evil, destructive, um, sacrifices, performing human sacrifices, so on and so forth. Um. There's even, like, I haven't watched the whole show, but 
I know that there's even a there's a part in the show where one of Sabrina's rivals is chosen to be a bride. And it's some type of ceremony that they have. And so with the bride, they're choosing um, to pretty much dress up, be in this ritual, and then they're sacrificed, and then the other witches eat their body. And so eat their what? They eat their body. They they eat them. Oh, God. So I'm like, this shit is deep. Like, this is... This is not this is not your grandmother's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This is Yeah, okay. This is is real. this a spin-off show? I don't really know what the basis of the show is. So Sabrina, do you know about the comic book? Yeah, I'm so, familiar with it. So yeah, so Sabrina is a spin a a spin-off of um Archie Comics. Mm-hmm. She lives in a town um not too far away from Riverdale. Um and so, like, in the initial stories, it's a little bit more like the good witch. She still was, like, part witch, part mortal. And it was more, kind of more, kind of like Harry Potter in a sense. You know, there was, there was in the witch world, it's like this magical world that you go to. And it has, like, these mystical, mythical creatures and things like that. Okay. Um, whereas this version of Sabrina is, I think, is more connected to the more modern day comic of Sabrina, which is a lot darker and a lot more connected to the occult which i guess if archie is getting dark then of course sabrina's gonna be dark also so now when you say okay are you, when you say darker archie are you saying like the new cw show no, or like something right so is this riverdale yeah. universe or is this like comic it's, book it's connected to it's, the riverdale, riverdale universe, universe. Yeah. okay gotcha all right but, but even in, even in the comic books we know that archie has gotten darker and so sabrina in turn become darker also so I guess this is like their um, their Archieverse, part of the Archieverse. Archieverse. <laughs> and, and this has nothing to do with the classic Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Melissa Joan Hart and um, uh, Salem the Talking Cat, yeah. who we all love. Yeah, which, um, was, which was very lame and enduring at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect uh, way. I, I liked it. I had, a, I had a Melissa Joan Hart crush when I was, oh. whatever, however Did old I was. Did anybody not, though? I mean, we're like exactly the same age, so it was like I went from Clarissa to <laughs> Clarissa to, uh, to Clarissa. Sabrina. I'm, you know, sometimes I forget that she was also Clarissa. I'm like, that's the same damn person. <laughs> but yeah, I think I probably had a little crush. I think my biggest crush when I was younger was Topanga. But that's that's for another time. A boy meets world. Mine was, uh, look, I can't remember her name now on Family Matters. Um, Laura Winslow? Yeah, that was mine. But, you know, I even recognized at the time that Steve was creepy and, you know, hashtag Me Too would have been all over that show. That's a whole other thing, too, for another time. So, so Tim, you watched the first episode I did also of Sabrina. What did you think about it? Like, It's just way darker. Like, it's, yes. there's there's moments that are legitimately creepy where, for instance, you see two babies, and I guess one of them is supposed to be Sabrina, and one is supposed to be her twin, and the twin is like a goat devil baby, and that's creepy. Like yeah. that's that is a legit scare. Um, and the way we kind of first got into this is when I was a kid, I was like a church kid, and I also loved comic books, and there were always kind of whisperings that comic books are a bad influence, and I remember this one particular comic, Gotham by Gaslight where Batman fights Jack the Ripper in the past, 
Um, I saw hidden, what I thought hidden, a 666 hidden in the windows of a building on the cover. And we talked about that and just like satanic stuff that creeps us out. And that kind of led to us talking about this. I mean, the people watching Sabrina, I assume, are like exactly the same age I was. I was like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. But that really creeped me out. And I just wonder, like, how are they responding to it? Like, do they just, has, has society evolved to the point where they just think it's kind of a joke? I, I was out of like, I don't want this comic book face up in the house. Like, this has to be like face down. I don't want to like, it just, it just creeped me out. And I knew it wasn't logical and I knew it was stupid, but it just, it still just bugged me. It's just weird. Well, I think now that imagery is used with such, you know, like just no one takes it very serious. And I think, you know, the first time I remember the use of it, where it became this thing that, kind of caused an uproar when I was growing up was with South Park, where you had Satan uh, as oh, yeah. a recurring character uh, who, and I didn't know this guy, I wasn't allowed to watch the show, but he had gotten into a relationship with Saddam Hussein in hell, and all this, you know, it was all kind of stuff going on in the show. Um, but, you know, there's a point where, like, they even they even toy with the idea that, you know, oh, Satan just says, you know, I can't do the Satan voice, but they would have him talk like, well, I'm just like this, and, you know, just no one understands me. I mean, like, I'm trying to be nice to Saddam. He just treats me so mean. You're like, this is so weird. Like, because they're basically using Satan as, like, the person in a relationship without power, and Satan, Saddam's always bullying him, and he, he's very vulnerable, and he cares about people coming to his birthday parties and other episodes, and all this really weird stuff. <laughs> like, like, Satan's just very vulnerable. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if, like, for me, it's funny, because after kind of having that happen over and over and over, I haven't been able to, like, really take images like that very seriously. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's maybe too playful. <laughs> perhaps yeah, in, in American I, pop culture. I also think it just really based off the individual and their um, religious beliefs in general. Because, like, I didn't really grow up in a household where I went to church or anything, but I grew up... I I had a, a good understanding of Christianity. Mm. And I had a very um, devout great-grandmother. <laughs> So even though my mom didn't like take us to church or whatever, I used to be over my great grandmother's house and um, everything came out of her mouth of scripture. So I think somewhere in, in my mind, some of that just kind of embedded and became a part of me. Right. So anything that I see or hear that doesn't coincide right with that, I, I feel like I feel it in my spirit or something. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is, but then it's, it's, it's weird in a sense that as I as I've gotten older, I'm more conscious of certain things. But then there are other things that I can accept and be cool with. Whereas, like, okay, for example, watching Sabrina didn't bother me up until a certain point. Like, I'm all for the horror shit. But um, when I seen that, it was a couple things that happened. When I seen the witches hanging from the tree, you remember that part? It was like creepy. It was real creepy. It was a bunch of women hanging from a tree. And then the tree opened up and this devil steps out the tree and starts Ugh. coming at Sabrina. That was like... Now, was it because it was women or was it because... And I'm asking this for a very particular reason. We'll be talking about I think it honestly might have been connected with the um, Salem witch trials. 
or um, uh-huh. okay or witch hunts. But then the devil coming out the tree was a little bit too much. But I think the I was even like, okay, this is a lot, but I can still watch it. I ain't scared of nothing, right? Not really. <laughs> but mm-hmm. because I I'm, I'm I like horror, I'm cool with it um, to an extent. Yeah. But it was when her Aunt Zelda. So and I know you haven't seen it, but a big part of the premise is her aunts are trying to get her since I think it's her 16th birthday. Uh-huh. They're trying to get her to go to this witch school, which is like Satan Hogwarts or something. And <laughs> but before she can go, she has to do a um, uh, what's it called? Like a bl- dark or black a dark baptism. Dark baptism. And so, which the dark, is the creepiest thing ever? It's super creepy. So what she'll have to do is sell her soul over to Satan. Okay. And I was like, oh. I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this. And then there was parts like where her Aunt Zelda kept saying, pray, Satan, and all this stuff. I'm like, what type of show is this? What has Netflix got me watching? And it was just too much. And after I seen it, I just felt extremely uncomfortable. But like, okay, so question. Um, and I'm only asking this because th- there's something really interesting about this. Now, this is something I've started to notice, you know, since you know, thinking about the topic as, as we were discussing this particular premise. So, the men, like, are there men, like, in part as part of the ceremony? Like, yeah. in any real way? Yeah, they actually got a, a priest. Um, yeah, but, okay, okay, so, like, n- n- but not, as, okay, so are there men involved with it doing something as part of the ceremony outside of being kind of like the person who leads the the dark baptism or, like, like there's some kind of authority figure of it? You know what I mean? Like, are they a part of the ceremony without being an authority figure in it? Uh, in the pilot, we don't know yet. We don't know what the dark baptism is going to be. Why do you ask? Okay, so, I, well, I don't want to jump too far away from this yet, but mm-hmm. this there was something I noticed when um, watching Gotham by Gaslight. This comes up a whole lot when it comes oh, yeah, to, Goth- like, Goth- Satan. Goth- Real quick, Gotham by Gaslight is the film version of the cartoon I was watching. I'm sorry is the film version of the comic book I read 30-odd years ago. Came out um, this year, too. Yeah. Came out in January 2018, and it's an update of the story of Batman fighting Jack the Ripper, just for anybody who doesn't know. Right. Um, what comes up a lot is the use of women as sinners, and women, and like having to purify... A city or a certain part of a population, blah, blah, blah. Because they always say, like, this is bad. Like, they'll say, you know, adulterers are bad and po- the politicians are corrupt and this and that. But it's the whores who are really making everything terrible. And if we can't get rid of the whores and purify our women and cover them up, then, you know, that that's the worst kind of sin. You know, I mean, like, we, we have to do all the other stuff. But first, let's let's get the women and and, you know, subjugate them to whatever we need to so that we can, you know... Um, make everything else better. I, it, I was weirdly... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That, that was pretty much the end where I was going to get to. I, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about this a lot recently. With, you would think that prostitution was like the most terrible, awful crime in our society from the attention that gets paid to it, um, from the way that people talk about it very often and focus on it on films and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, there's nothing worse than a fallen woman, a mm. prostitute. And that just seems like the most... Like, that is a real example of there being a patriarchy. Patriarchy yeah, is a, a real thing because it isn't like 
fraud is the worst thing or letting poor people go hungry is the worst thing or <laughs> discrimination is the worst thing or any yeah. other number of things that do incredible well, amounts genocide. of damage. Or genocide. Yeah. yeah, it's it's women selling selling them selling sexual favors is the worst well, possible. And sometimes thing not even selling sexual favors, but just being promiscuous, whatever. It's something with yeah. sex, women, and it's the fault of the women, not the men, it's, for you know wanting to be involved in that kind of exchange. Exactly. That's like um, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of when Disney did their version of Hunchback of Notre Dame, which I do not think is for children. My children can't watch that. If I had kids, they can't watch it today at least 13. But Why not? <clears throat> I haven't because, watched it in a while. Because so if you remember the, the antagonist of the story, I can't remember his name. The, the, the asshole priest character. He wanted to kill Esmeralda because he lusted after her. That was his whole thing. Like Even if you listen to the whole song that he's singing, it, was, it wasn't so much of the fact that she was a gypsy. But it was because he wanted her. So there also could be that connection to that. And how and you think that's why it's one of those movies that, like, when they talk about all the classics, they never mention this film. No, nah, it's too it's too dark. Like it's good though. I love it. Like I could watch The Hunchback all the time. Like I'm, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's really slept on. But I don't think it's for children though. I haven't watched it in a long time. But I mean, the original story is definitely not for children. Check check it out. I think it's still on Netflix. It's um, worth watching, mm-hmm. but um, it goes it goes back to Adam and Eve, where you've got you know everything's going great, and then Eve falls into temptation and takes the apple <laughs> from the snake, and then we see everything from like Yoko Ono destroyed the Beatles, not really true, <laughs> to um, I mean, to the Scarlet Letter, where where Reverend Dimsdale is blaming her for being a fallen woman and having this affair, and guess what? He's actually the dad of her baby. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just like we see it, we see this come up all the time, and it really does it really does get deep into sexism. And I think what's interesting about Sabrina is, especially now, the way they play with the role of witches as like these are evil women and powerful women, and then the question comes up: Are they really that evil, or are they just portrayed as evil because they're powerful women? And in a sexist society, of course, all powerful women must be evil. And I think it's interesting with. <laughs> That's funny. I, I think I think it's interesting with Sabrina because she's really she's being a half human, half witch. She's trying to figure out where she falls in this, yeah. and it's definitely a show that is playing not playing but exploring gender a lot. I mean, with the thing, with the, the B plot of her trying to um, start a club for women protecting women. Well, I do also just wonder, like, there's something really odd though about this idea that, like. See, I don't know if it's just that all, like, all powerful women, for example, or even, like, women who are um, who are considered to be involved in the nightlife are evil. It's just that women, by just simply having been, by existing, are temptation and all these other things. And therefore, because they cause the fall of man at the start and all this stuff, that they... Well, they they just can't get that that stench of evil off of them. Like even in Gotham by Gaslight, when you look at that story, when we find out who um, is the is Jack the Ripper in the story, um, his his spouse doesn't say something like, "Well, she doesn't have a reason that she too is full of sin, and even though she's not part of the nightlife, that she also should be um, 
tortured so that her sins uh, go away. She just simply says, I too am supposed to have the, the evil like, kind of taken out of me, and so I deserve to be burned by acid and all this other stuff. It's like just simply by being a woman, you are sinful, therefore, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because even um, Jack the Ripper slash Commissioner Gordon, spoiler, he, uh, <laughs> he even <laughs> says that wives are the worst. They're the yeah, worst. Yeah, like, worst like wives are just as bad as, 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 the, the, as the other women. And, and and that was a I think what the main premise is in and what from his point of view and the same thing for um the antagonist and the hunchback of Notre Dame is it's more so that the women bring out the evil within within men. They bring but out it's the really attractive women. Women who are considered attractive yeah. to men. Because because it's almost like, okay, we can't we can't keep hold of ourselves because of these women. It's just like you got. Well, I'm not gonna speak them. Well, I put it this way: you got certain groups of people who they want their women covered for for different reasons, and I think part of those reasons is so that other men won't lust after their woman. You know, um, or they think like I I, I guess I I kind of have trouble. Str- I struggle with the concept of like that women should dress a certain way and behave a certain way. That way, I will be in check. Because yeah, I feel it's, like... It's like, you will control yourself, so I don't have to control myself. Well, or, or even the stuff <laughs> exactly. where it's like, you know, something that happened to a woman, and they say, well, what was she wearing? It's like, well, why does that matter? Yeah, because to be completely honest with you, a woman is is sexy to me, fully clothed. It don't really matter. And for some guys, it don't really matter what you got on either. You could be wearing a robe. With a hood on, I'm gonna still try to holler. If I see them eyes and them lips, I still might try to holler. You need a smart I, dress where you just walk around and you can't see anything of yeah. the person. I'd be like, I'm gonna find <laughs> some I like. Be like, damn, she got some ass in that cloak. I think there's a thing with uh, <laughs> there's a thing with these guys who want to control what their spouse wears or what what all women wear. Just because it's no little control. I mean, just because it's like this is this is like the grooming almost of if I can convince you to do this, what else can I do? It's funny. I was reading an advice poem the other day where this guy wrote in and he said, "I keep trying to get my wife to wear sexy outfits, and she won't." It's like it's like looking at a bottle of fine wine that I can't taste. And the columnist is like, "It was dear prudence." And the columnist is like, "You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, your wife is yourself. Your wife can do whatever she wants." Stop pressuring her. This is probably making her even more upset with you, and your wife is going to leave you if you don't knock it off. Um, and it, it just it just feels like this is one of the little ways that guys try to both both like individual guys and like societally guys try to exert their control. Yeah, that's very weird. Now, one show actually that one form popular media that. Uh, it's very much uh, about, even though it doesn't directly mention Satan in ways that I can think of right now. Well, no, that's wrong. Okay, so what I'm talking about is Daredevil. Uh, a lot of stuff about you know sin and and the struggle with with you know overcoming your vices and devil imagery as a hero, the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Um, who, you know, goes and, and confesses his sins, but cannot really completely get over the the violence in his heart, you know. Like it's, it's really interesting because there's nothing about 
oh, women are so blah, 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 blah. It's like I am trying to clean the streets up. And in a way, it's exacting vengeance, but I'm trying not to let that overtake my heart and my actions and, and become the people I despise. You know, there is a women thing there, too, though, kind of. Okay. Because the, the best Daredevil story ever, and I, I haven't seen season three, but the, the biggest, most highly regarded Daredevil story, a story that I really, really like, but I got to acknowledge this, Born Again mm-hmm. starts off where Karen Page sells out Oh Karen yeah, Page, it's it's insinuated that she's basically become a porn actress, heroin addict in yeah. South America, and she um, sells out Daredevil's identity to the Kingpin, and then the Kingpin, and then Daredevil completely falls from grace, and everything collapses. And then the one hero is the nun Maggie. Um, the one female hero is the nun Maggie, who comes to the rescue. Um, so you got the whole mother horror thing, or I'm sorry, the whole. Yeah, that's right. Mother horror. Yeah. Um, the the notion of like women are only one of these two things, and it's like there's the completely pure nun, or there's Karen Page. Well, that, that was. I would say her well, weakness. You're definitely right on that. The only reason I would say that's at least a little different, um, not because well, first off, yeah, I mean the story of how they use Karen is absolutely atrocious, and the way her story ends is really bad. Which is why I'm so glad the Netflix show, at least up to through season two, does not use her that way. It's really horrible. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like wrapped necessarily in just this idea that she is innately and always, because she's a woman who is sexual, is going to become the person she becomes. I mean, she becomes I, that person. But it doesn't feel like it was always meant to be that way. And, and the protagonist doesn't see her... Is all he's always trying to redeem her, like, and but in a way, like he kind of can't stop her. She's already kind of gone too far. I still feel like they are definitely tropes about the way they use women that are totally wrong, but they're not like tied specifically to just simply she's a woman, therefore she was always going to be this because you know, I mean, you know, apples and stuff. Yeah, and you know what's funny now that we're talking about that, like some of the um. The reviews that I read, like just like audience reviews for Sabrina, they were like, "Oh, it's pretty good, pretty dark," but they didn't like the whole overly. They call it like overly women empowerment message. Yeah, I, I saw some of that too, and I was like, oh, "Okay, you know, whatever." But I think, but that was one one thing, one review that I did think was interesting was the the way, um. Or, or different people was bringing this up the way that it kind of um, mirrors, um, I guess, Catholicism in a sense. Mm. Whereas, like, in the, even with the idea of the baptism, the um, dark baptism, it's like her family is wanting her to be something that she's unsure about being in, but she was kind of born into it. And then now she has to make a decision between the life that she enjoys and her friends and her family, and her, I guess, religious beliefs. Yeah, my understanding is that the show ends up not really, and I'm getting this from my wife who watched the whole thing and some other people I talked to about the show, it's not like really, a, it doesn't really praise the um, kind of Satanism. Um, it, it's it's kind of a critique, not really of Satanism, but just kind of like um, just accepting things and not challenging, you know, whether yeah. or not you should believe in them. 
And I think that's what I think that's why. But it was hard for for me, honestly, to even get to that point of the story. Like, cause I mm. felt like I, I I wanted to say, man, they got a reason for making this shit. But <laughs> but then um, I I did read that eventually she does come to the decision, like, no, this is stupid. No, I'm not gonna sell my soul to to Satan. And then that's where a big deal of the conflict starts to come in. Mm-hmm. I think I want to read those reviews where they're like, "Why can't we just have a nice show about Satan and worshiping the devil and witchcraft and Warcraft without all of this feminist stuff?" <laughs> things up. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I, that came in. It's like it's like they they like we don't have an issue. Some of the reviews they like we don't have an issue with the Satan stuff, but the women empowerment stuff like. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! With Get that out of there! Like feminism, that. no, like for real. God, I mean, y'all just taking it too far. I mean, use I'm, use bombing all you want, but damn. I mean, <laughs> you can use to this. bring it to, to bring it back to Satanic Temple. I read I read a couple of their blog posts a little bit, and I feel like they're kind of trying to do something similar to critiquing the idea that you should accept the status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, they complained that people talked so much about the Baphomet statue that they ignored this rally that they had for religious freedom um, in Arkansas at the same time, which is a crazy blog post and is, is worth checking out um, because he says that like white supremacists were like staring him down and all these people were really um, coming at the satanic temple. It was, it was just, if you can imagine like Satanists versus white supremacists, sounds like a really strange fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how strange but, it is, really, but... Well, because the, the Satanists are like, we are against against church and... We, we are for church and state. And one of the points they're making is like... The separation okay, of? Like, yeah, they're yeah. for the separation of church and state. And they say, okay, you don't, you're you going to put the Ten Commandments up in a courtroom? That's cool. Can we put our satanic uh, baphomet next to it? Oh, because, you know, you have to represent all religions equally, right? And then people go, well, no, I mean, not your religion. They go, well, if you're going to do one, you have to do all. All right, we'll take down the Ten Commandments. Like their argument is, let's you let's take like the most outrageous religion, Satanism. I don't know if they would say it's. I, I don't know how much. Yeah, they I, 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 yeah, we hear you though. I, I don't know if they really believe what they say they believe, or if they're just saying it to make a point that if our religion shouldn't be in this, no religion should be in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we gotta keep in mind they suing people out here. But <laughs> but now I was gonna say um so I was talking to Tim about this earlier how it seems like in Satanism there's like different denominations and so yeah. what I what I'm getting from this Satanic Temple I think they fall under the the group that don't necessarily believe in Satan per se because I was reading that there's a group that don't really believe in Satan they just use the word Satan because it's it's oppressive. It's it's the exact opposite of someone that goes against the oppression of like um I guess a t- the the Hebrews in a sense. And so their Wait, whole do, do the Hebrew the, the, they're not anti Jewish. The, the Hebrews just mean like God God believing people, I guess. Like yeah, in the, in the Old Testament. So so okay. the people who who follow um who are of the Abrahamic. Um, yeah. Just to so, have it straight. Yeah, yeah. Just to have, just to have Satan it straight. Satan is not anti-Hebrews. White supremacists. Not, not totally has, anti-Hebrews. Yeah. So, so I get. So the concept from what I what I was reading up on was that it's more they they encourage more so the idea of human beings acting out on their own natural nature, where it's like um, 
So they're the libertarians of exactly, religion. in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay. that's their argument. Um, or not even that's that's what they say. That's what they claim. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, and so in this in this particular group that I was reading about, which is that's what these people seem to be. They don't necessarily per se worship Satan as an exact entity. They don't even recognize that there is a Satan. They just use it as a symbol. But that that in a sense, I maybe that's not them because if that was the case, they wouldn't have a a bapamit statue. I can't say this name. I'm not even sure I said it correctly. <laughs> I don't know what it means. It's just it started. It'd be funny to do like a Google search for the number of uses of the word bapamit before this lawsuit. I mean, there's also we all. It's RPGs we all and all kind of other stuff. Like, yeah. We've all started using this word like it's a really common phrase. <laughs> you, see it in like the, you see it in like the New York Times and it's like, oh yeah, Bob of it, sure. Oh, people don't talk about that all the time in California? <laughs> oh, I thought that was a common thing out there. Yeah, yeah I thought they had a Bob uh, out there. Because <laughs> I swear, if I drive down the street and I see a satanic temple, I'm not driving down that street anymore. Like, no, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. Here's the thing. There's so many weird versions of of you know Christianity, and even like you talking about Methodists, Baptists, Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, like even within those, there's like tens of versions of what they mean and interpretations of how they see stuff, yeah. and they all seem like oh, it's pretty much the same thing. And you start getting to some specifics, and you're like, oh, that's no, very no, that's different. something else. Yeah, like yeah. where they actually would say, you know what? Actually, women are the problem here. You're like, whoa, okay, well. That's cool. But I shouldn't be you get, here. You get super conservative religions that believe that, and I'll, I wonder what the Satanic Temple's view is. I'll bet the Satanic Temple is much more um, progressive socially and socially <laughs> reasonable than um, <laughs> many other religions that we could name. Yeah, because, um, see, I don't know. The, the way Keith is describing it, I don't know. I haven't done any research on, uh, on the... I don't know if they call themselves the Church of Satan or whatever i mean it's just um, it's just different ones like because there are yeah. ones that do worship satan and lucifer and and recognize them as being like some you know how we how we would view satan or lucifer but well, then, okay but, then but there's see, also even, even with that being the case though um you know I, like i don't know for example do they care about abortion mm-hmm. uh you know like i don't know what if they have a particular view on taxes or anything really yeah so this is kind of hard. Anton Levey, the guy who who was an early Satanist, his thing mm-hmm. was, "Do as thou wilt." Maybe that sounds under Crowley. I might be confusing them. Um, yeah, that was him. But that was Crowley. No, it was the guy you was talking about. Levey, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do as do as thou wilt, which is just whatever you feel like doing. Totally okay. Just do it. And just uh, do I, it yeah. as long. Is it supposed to be do it as long as it's not interfering with others, or just do it? Nope. No, just that's do the it. thing. Like every other religion is like, you know, you can wave your hand as far as you want as long as it doesn't touch someone else's face. Or some of them are like, never wave your hands. Um, <laughs> but keep your hands. Satanism, to Satanism is like, wave your hands, do whatever you want. Like, mm. oh, you hit somebody else. Oh, too bad. And I mean, that particular version of Satanism. Um, it's like other people suffer because of this. Who cares? Yeah. Not my problem. And that's where the problem um, lies. <laughs> and, and there's different. It sounds like one of the takeaways from this is that there mm. are different branches of Satanism, just like there are different branches of Christianity. Um, and some of them are great, and some of them are <laughs> well, maybe 
Maybe some, some of them are great. Yeah. Some of them. I mean, the stuff. <laughs> the, 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 satanic, really. the satanic temple. I can. I can totally get down with them on. There should be a separation of church and state. I'm like, we have found common ground on this, despite our different views. I do agree with you on separation of church and state. And if that's their main thrust, if that's their main point, great, cool. But I'm not. I'm not in with the. You know. I grew up in in Los Angeles during the satanic panic when there were like serial killers mm. who were going around and killing people in the name of Satan. Yeah. I'm definitely not into that brand of Satanism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely not into the, you know, abduct cats and sacrifice them or something school of Satanism. Um, but if they're just like using Satanism as a, as a metaphor for, or to make an argument for religious freedom um, and a separation of church and state, okay, it's attention getting, I get it. That's what mm-hmm. you're doing. Well, I mean, you know, we've definitely seen missionary work go wrong for all, you know, uh, versions of faith. And, you know, I think for the most part, if if there's a version where it's like separation of church and state and, you know, we agree on what we feel like is socially acceptable. I think that's that's definitely the ideal spot we are always trying to hit. And we never totally get there and probably never will. But I think that's always the balancing act. And one thing I am curious about, though. So beyond the statue, are there other things that are supposed to be off limits as in regards to um, what can be mimicked in, in pop culture or elsewhere? Because I didn't even know a statue would have been an issue kind of in the same. Like, for example, it's not like um, when South Park used the image of the Prophet Muhammad. I'm not even sure what that image is supposed to look like because, uh, of course, no one does it. But it's like it's not like the there's an organized part of, of Islam that then goes, okay, we're going to sue you now. Um, but, like, are there supposed to be other things that are just, like, not supposed to be touched at all? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I actually don't know, because you can certainly use a cross. Yeah, because I mean, definitely... in Christianity, I don't even know how many of those things there are that you're not supposed to do at all. I mean, um, you can use a pentagram, you can use a cross, you can use any number of images mainly because they're so old there's it isn't yeah, like was you know, the attorneys um yeah, i mean but, so is the prophet muhammad I, yeah. but that's not a legal thing that's just like a, you're not supposed to do it yeah that's part of that's a tenet of the religion right but uh with i think with the baphomet statue it was particularly it was because the sabrina statue was so similar to a statue that they made recently um, oh, it's a recent thing. Yeah, like that, yeah, because the, even when you think about the 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 group itself, what the what was it first formed? I guess an actual satanic temple was in 1966 or something. So, but this group, the, the version that did the Baphomet, is really recent. They're like the last within the last decade, right? Yeah. So I mean, they like a they just started so. I can't believe nobody was doing the Church of Satan before that. Not not saying I think you, your facts are wrong, but it's just like that's kind of that seems. Wild oh, but there's different there's different ones. I mean, the Satanic Temple I'm looking at Wikipedia right now was founded in 2012 in Salem, Massachusetts, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, and then also Salem. we we live in different times. <laughs> like you you can't you can't be in during the Puritan times talking about we gonna open the Church of Satan. Oh, that's that's gonna be burnt down, sir. Yeah, hey, it's gonna get burned down, and every one of their members gonna get hung, or you know, whatever. Can I read a little Wikipedia about the Satanic Temple? Please. <clears throat> this is a very 
this is a very good Wikipedia entry. I wouldn't normally just read straight off Wikipedia, but yeah, I, I, so, I got my knowledge from Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, Satanic Temple has utilized satire, theatrical ploys, humor, and direct legal action in their public campaigns to generate attention and prompt people to reevaluate fears and perceptions and to highlight religious hypocrisy and encroachment on religious freedom. The organization actively participates in public affairs that have manifested in several public political actions and efforts at lobbying with a focus on the separation of church and state and using satire against Christian privilege, as it says, that it says intrudes personal religious freedom. So to that end, they oppose any restrictions on abortion, uh, mandatory waiting periods, um, and they believe in pragmatic skepticism, rational reciprocity, personal autonomy, and curiosity. That's cute. Man, so I'm, saying, I'm saying the curiosity part is cute. Most religions yeah. don't think to include that. Curiosity is important. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was just gonna say that whoever uh, of the of the temple wrote that uh, or, or copy edited it did a pretty good job uh, <laughs> clarifying what they, what they're supposed to represent. That's uh, it's fascinating. Oh uh, wow. Huh. wow! This this is amazing. They also are doing in November 2015. The temple received media attention for offering to take in Muslims or refugees that were afraid of experiencing backlash over the 2015 terrorist attacks in Paris. I don't think they'd be like, hey, man, you know what would be good for us? Going with the Satanism. Let's just go with those guys. They're going to take care of us. I, just, I, I think I think that's a shaming, like, hey, Christians, where were you? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, But, but you know, like, let's say you get into a point where it's like, it's actually being debated, and they're like, all right, so uh, here are the guys who are willing to take you in. Uh, on the list, Church of Satan. Like, <laughs> no, I, I think we're not. No, that's fine. That's okay. And we're not we're not gonna go with that choice. T- t- tell them, hey, appreciate the look, but no, nah, we're good. Yeah, uh, I think I think that that's it's kind of, I mean, for me, honestly, it's kind of sad that they can even step up and even make certain do or say certain things that they do because it shows, um, I guess Christianity's hypocrisy right now. In this time where they're able to, because honestly, I mean, from my own belief, I think I think they're I think they're manipulative. To be honest with you, I think they they show you know they they talk about acts of good nature and all this stuff, but they're saying things that actually appeals to people. Um, and I and I think that that's what's gonna get people to listen to them more. And in some cases, get further away from God, in my opinion. Um, well, but I mean, in some way, honestly, I do think if you can get people to acknowledge their hypocrisy, you can help them get closer to God. You can, I mean, exactly. But yeah, I, because I, the thing is, if there is hypocrisy in how some of these things are, are coming about, um, like, for example, you know, saying that, the fact that they need people to, to take them in after these atrocities that, that happened, for example, in, in Paris, and people weren't willing to do that. I don't know much about France in, 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 their, in the religious makeup there, so I can't speak to, to how that might function there. But if something like that were to happen here, um, as we see right now, they're not going to be open arms for people who are Muslim if they need a place to go currently in, in some Christian communities. So I do think it's fine to speak to that hypocrisy and, and have people acknowledge their hypocrisy and say, okay, you know what, M- maybe these, these folks have a point. You know, like, let's let's try to do better by each other. 
Um, I, I mean, I don't think that that means that they need to, you know, or that they're even necessarily trying to appeal to people and say, come to us and become part of the way that we believe things, but acknowledge that maybe the way that you're upholding your beliefs isn't um, matching with your the, the tenets you say you that you're supposed to uphold. Yeah. If you can get people to double down on their Christianity or their what we would call Christian principles, which I think are pretty universal principles of love thy neighbor and take care of people in need and things like that. That's great. Mm -hmm. And not that, not that those are limited to Christians by any means. Yeah, not at all. Uh, Yeah. I guess, I guess that could, um, if, if you look at it from that light, that could be effective, but I don't think that that's their overall motive. And well, if we're looking at, at the legal stuff at the very least, um, I would say that those are good points. Like, you know, if you're talking about, for example, what he was saying in Arkansas, well, if we can't put up our stuff, why do you have the Ten Commandments up? I, I think there's also an element of people who are just like, I'm smarter than you. Yeah, you that, that's a, a lot of, of this. That's a whole lot of this. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of pretentious in a sense. Well, uh, what do you guys uh, want to close up with? You know, I think we, we've... <laughs> covered a, a whole lot of ground here um well, did, but, did any did this conversation convert anyone to the uh temple to the satanic temple <laughs> i hope not i'll take i'll take an email for Why not? <laughs> I, I hope not too it, it, it sounds like a bunch of uh like like he was getting to like of uh philosophers like let's just screw with people right now yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i um yeah. i mean it's i think it's an interesting conversation overall and I think it's something that I've never even, you know, kind of got into myself, honestly. Because really, honestly, I don't, I never will even want to know anything about Satanism um, and why they believe and think the way that they think. Um, but I do think that we are, like, like I said, because of certain things that's going on in the world and because of like how cr- religious thoughts and everything has been people's attitudes towards it because of certain, you know, individuals that I think is getting people further away from, from God. I mean, it, that saddens me in, in, in itself. And like I said, I think that's why groups like these satanic um, temples and all of this are able to, to come up because there are people who, who see this and then they go and move in the whole opposite direction. Um, so I, that's just my thoughts on that. I think when a lot of people tie their faith to the actions of, you know, particular individuals who are supposed to believe the same thing they do, that's where you can waver. Um, you know, I, it, it's it's hard, I think, to, to stay true to what you believe in if you're allowing people who, are, you know, represent, for example, your faith, they're continually making mistakes and being... Um, hypocrites and what they do uh through their actions you know a, a lot of i think you know has to that has to you know keep be your foundation has to just simply be what you believe what your tenets are and and if you can be shaken because other people are being hypocrites in those beliefs then you know i think that that's just a, a way of of viewing how you believe and and are really instilled in your faith that can, that can shake it rather than it's just like it, it, it do you believe in the faith because of the people who you were around the people were supposed to represent it or because of the tenets 
That's true. It's kind of it's kind of like too like um, I've I've been challenged, you know, here and there by atheists, and I it don't really bother me honestly, because because I I have my faith, and I have the knowledge that I have. Like I actually read the Bible, so and I actually believe in it. So if someone comes to me with something, I I I counter it with scripture. And regardless if they believe in what I'm saying or not, what really matters is what I believe and what my faith is. Yeah, and if you're really trying to live it. Exactly. Yeah, I just think we're at a point where there are so many things to divide over. Our job is to kind of try to find the commonalities with other people to whatever extent we can. Um, And I can even find some commonalities with the Satanic Temple. You know, there's nothing better than when you're talking to somebody about their religion or their beliefs, and you're like, oh, yeah, we believe that, too. It's it's just, you can spend a lot of time parsing out and fighting over very small differences, or you can, you know, unite around the things that I think 99% of people agree with. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, any other thoughts? Man, I think we have... Covered the whole lot of stuff uh, and had a good conversation. So, uh, well, let's close with this, though. Uh, make sure uh, you guys, if you made it this far, you've enjoyed the conversation. We appreciate that very much. Please throw us a five-star review. Share it with your friends, all that jazz. Make sure you also check out the Shoot This Now podcast with Tim Malloy. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, man, of course. And Matt Donnelly. Also... Uh, the podcast with myself and Keith. Uh, Meanwhile in the Multiverse. Also available on all the platforms you can find. Podcast. Um, very, very good discussion coming up. I'm sorry to bother you. May already be out by the time you listen to this. Oh, uh, yeah. The multiverse. Man, what a wild movie. Goodness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, so, uh, Tim, Keith, um, anything else? Nah, I think we covered. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, and make sure you you um you know avoid your local satanic temple. Yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, like, like or, or or drive close. Or or you know go go get a pamphlet and yeah. I, I don't know I, whatever. I, it's your choice. <laughs> We're all trolling at this and, point. Yeah, but and for, have, and for have all the Christians out there that listen to this, go ahead and pray, read your Bible, and call your grandma. <laughs> Uh, That's why I'm on it. All right. All right. Are we out? Peace.